Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 157 of The Raw Verdict, recapping the highs and lows from WWE's flagship show, Monday Night Raw. I am your host and humble guide, Keela Cash. Thank you so much for joining me as week 158 of WrestleTopia gets underway. Happy Tuesday morning, afternoon, and evening to you all as another busy week in the worlds of WWE and AEW gets underway. And last night was Monday Night Raw going down live from the Bank of Oklahoma Center in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And this was the fallout from the 2023 Royal Rumble going down this past Saturday. Saturday from the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, Texas. And this was a show that featured a lot of talking. Some was really good. Some was out of place. Some was what the hell. So I'm going to break down the promos you need to watch from last night's show to get you through your Tuesday. Off top was the promo by the 2023 Men's Warrior Rumble winner, Cody Rhodes. And he was very over last night with the crowd, which is very nice to see. I think there was some trepidation from some people on social media regarding Cody winning the Royal Rumble because you get flashbacks to nearly 10 years ago. Daniel Bryan was the hotter hand heading into that year's WrestleMania. And the spot initially went to Batista until WWE pivoted. Then you go to 2015 and Bryan is in the Royal Rumble match. He's eliminated midway through and that really pisses off fans as well. And they revolt against Roman Reigns or ended up winning the entire matchup so there have been instances of people that get over by happenstance whether it's Becky Lynch back in late 2018 Kofi Kingston Kofi Mania in 2019 and Sami Zayn being really over heading into this year's Wrestlemania and I think my end game would always be Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus the Usos for the undisputed WWE tag team titles and I will be very happy with that outcome in a loftier ambition it would be pretty cool to see Sami versus Roman for the Universal championship at WrestleMania. I think we're getting it a month ahead of schedule at Elimination Chamber, which I'm fine with as well. So we'll see how the fans react to the next chapter of the Bloodline Saga in the next few weeks, because WWE has to play it very carefully. Cody Rhodes right now is very over with the people, which I love to see. He has been missed, but the execution of two stories in one must be landed perfectly. And I thought he set the tone beautifully last night with his promo, talking about 19-year-old him that was training at OVW, Ohio Valley Wrestling, and his goal was to be the next John Cena. But 19-year-old him would go through so much. He would bring back honor to the IC title by going retro with the belt after so many years. He would go from Cody Rhodes to dashing Cody Rhodes, a guy that was obsessed with his looks and giving beauty tips on the side as well before wearing a face mask to cover up his own delusions of grandeur. Then we go from that to Stardust, a guy that was basically playing a part that really wasn't him. And he ultimately left WWE in 2016, went on an excursion that ranged from New Japan, Ring of Honor, and ultimately the formation of AEW in 2019. In between that time, 19-year-old Cody Rhodes would ultimately meet his wife that would call his name every time he made his way down to the ring. In 2015, he would lose his father as well, his best friend. And now all of these experiences, all these lessons have led to what happened this past Saturday at the Royal Rumble when Cody outlasted 29 other stars to punch his ticket to WrestleMania. The first time this ever happened in the Rhodes family. He talks about about there's more than one warrior family in professional wrestling that is true and there was more than one warrior family within the framework of WWE as well the bloodline a prolific family in this industry. Roman Reigns, according to Cody, is a LeBron James of this generation, holding that Universal Championship for more than 800 days. So he respects what the man has done. But 62 days 
62 and now technically 61 days and counting will be the longest 62 days of Cody Rose's life. And it might be the last 62 days of Roman Reigns' run as Universal Champion because Cody Rhodes went from undesirable to undeniable, but he is now uncrowned and undeniable. And that must change at the end of WrestleMania. So Roman Reigns can be the top star. He can be the head of the table. He can be the tribal chief. He can be everything he says he is except Universal Champion. And that was the boom drop mic by Cody Rhodes. I thought it was a really strong promo by Cody. Set the tone beautifully for WrestleMania. And I cannot wait for that confrontation when Roman and Sammy's business is done. That would be the delicate pivot heading into the home stretch for WrestleMania. If WWE can pull this off, then it's a way to satisfy two masters at the same time, which is not an easy thing to do. And we'll see how WWE plays it over the next few weeks. So after Cody's promo, Judgment Day comes out and Dominic Mysterio accuses Cody of stealing his moment and the win this past Saturday during the Men's Warrior Rumble. Dominic thinks he should be the one going to WrestleMania to be the one to dethrone Roman Reigns, to be the royal family in professional wrestling. And he says, I have no respect for my own father. I have no respect for nobody's father here. And I have no respect for your father. And Cody was like, okay, cool. Because Cody made a scared straight joke because Dom is about that prison life. And I'm just laughing at him talking about his stint in the pen, which is so over the top and fucking ridiculous but I love it and we have Damian Priest and Finn Balor egging him on and Priest saying that Cody is a golden boy given everything number 30 at the Royal Rumble Rhea Ripley went number one and she went wire to wire to become the most dominant Royal Rumble winner ever on the women's side and here you are getting gifted a cushy spot heading into WrestleMania congrats to you and Cody is ready to fight he wants to kick Dominic's ass after the dusty slander and it's on for later in the show it will be Finn Balor versus Cody Rhodes and as the promo wraps we have Edge appear on the main stage to jump judgment day and Adam Pearson company break up the fight which will continue during the main event but overall this was a very busy opening segment Cody's promo was good Dominic is just the best troll talking about that prison stint that was really a few hours in county jail and we have Finn Balor and Damian Priest hyping him up for reasons which I love as well. Next up, in terms of promos that were really good, was Rhea Ripley coming through the 2023 Women's Warrior Rumble winner, and she is making her choice as who she will face at WrestleMania. Will it be the Raw Women's Champion, Bianca Belair? Will it be Charlotte Flair, the SmackDown Women's Champion? So I think for some time, fans wanted Bianca versus Rhea. I did as well, but... Rhea Ripley called out Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley goes to what happened nearly three years ago at WrestleMania. She was 24. She was on top of the world as NXT Women's Champion and she appeared on Monday Night Raw to challenge the winner of the 2020 Warrior Rumble, which was Charlotte Flair. And Charlotte Flair ultimately picked Rhea Ripley as her WrestleMania opponent. Now we all know what happened. The world went through a pandemic COVID hit, things shut down, and they had their match in front of no one at the WWE PC. And it was one of the best matches of that weekend. It was physical, bruising, highly emotional, and Charlotte Flair won the NXT Women's Championship. It was a stunning outcome, and Rhea Ripley has never beaten Charlotte Flair one-on-one. They had an outstanding match at Money in the Bank 2021. The fans were like, we want Becky Lynch, and Charlotte Flair said, fuck y'all. She did the... DX Chop and she and Rhea Ripley delivered a goddamn performance. 
that I thought really sold that crowd down the stretch. And it's been over a year and a half. They're running it back at WrestleMania. Rhea Ripley knows that Charlotte Flair is really one of the greatest to ever do it. She gets better year after year. She is a standard that Rhea aspires to be. And Rhea is the disruptor. She likes to shake up the saddest quo when she's coming for Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I'm all for it because I love that story of Rhea Ripley has got to beat Charlotte Flair. And Charlotte can hang that over Rhea Ripley's head. I said that over a year and a half ago on this very show. That's the story they need to lean into. And they didn't do it. Now is the time to effectively tell that story heading into WrestleMania in LA, SoFi Stadium. I'm sold if they tell that story the way it should be told heading into this year's WrestleMania. So I thought Rhea did a good job. She's over right now. And I think that she might win some fans to her side when it's all said and done. And Charlotte Flair really has got to step up on the mic as well and deliver some stellar promos to really sell this match as well when it counts most. Now it's time for the hmm, promo segments involving MVP and Austin Theory. Two heels going back and forth. Very weird dynamic. Austin Theory throwing shade at Bobby Lashley. MVP defending Bobby, bringing up what happened to Austin Theory at Lashley's Elimination Chamber when he was tossed off the pod by Brock Lesnar in a crazy spot as Brock went on to become WWE champion heading into WrestleMania against Roman Reigns. And Austin Theory says, I survived that. I'm U.S. champion. I beat Bobby. And what can you say about that, MVP? So Bobby Lashley comes out to go after Theory. His flatliner goes for a spear, but in doing so, Theory pulls MVP in his line of sight and Bobby spears MVP by accident as Theory scurries away. So that was a way to possibly add heat to a U.S. championship match involving Theory inside of Elimination Chamber if Bobby qualifies for this match in the next couple of weeks or so. So it was an all right segment, but... Two wheels going back and forth wasn't exactly filling that dynamic last night. Meanwhile, The Miz grabs a mic, talks stuff about being disrespected at the Royal Rumble, being eliminated first, and that leads to Adam Pearce coming out to introduce Rick Boogs as the newest member of Monday Night Raw. Very good to see Boogs back from his injury last year that he suffered at WrestleMania. He ruptured his quad during a power spot against the Usos when he was facing off against them alongside Nakamura for the SmackDown Tag Team titles. It was a rough way to kick off night one of WrestleMania, but he looks really good. I still hate the fact that WWE made him cut his hair for reasons last year, but he still looks in great shape and he is a hoss that can toss people around suplex you lift you up and then he lifted up Miz Miz's shoes went flying he did the gut wrench suplex into the military press slam for the win very nice showcase for Rick Boogs who can get over as a hoss on the main roster but I will miss Pat McAfee going off for Rick Boogs as he played Nakamura down to the ring but I think Boogs can definitely be his own man on Monday Night Raw back to some Solid promo work from Bailey and Becky Lynch. I'll take that back. It was really good promo work from Bailey in particular. Sometimes she could be hit or miss for me in terms of material, but last night I thought that she was on one and she made things very personal for herself and Becky Lynch. This needed that extra touch of, oh shit, it's really getting serious here because Bailey calls out Becky Lynch for being overrated, calls her Rebecca, which means, oh shit, is really about to turn to a different level. And she goes into the fact that Becky can't hang with her in the ring these days. She's not championship material. Hell, she's not even good enough for her husband, Seth Rollins. And the only reason Rollins married her was because he knocked her up three years ago. 
and Becky is kind of floored by these comments. But she bounces back and says, okay, now I see what's really going on here. See, first of all, you brag about eliminating me at the Warrior Rumble. Listen, I won the Warrior Rumble four years ago. Been there, done that. My job was to make sure that you didn't win the Warrior Rumble and you didn't. Second of all, all this dates back to 10 years ago when both of us were scratching and clawing on NXT. That's where the animosity began. But we can take it back to Orlando next week. Let's rerun the steel cage match. Let me finish this once and for all. And Bailey's like, "Uh uh-uh, I don't have to do this. I don't have to say yes to you. No. So Becky says, let me go backstage, handle some business. I'll be right back. And Becky comes back with Dakota Kai. And she has a chair wrapped around Dakota's foot. And she is threatening to bash that ankle in if Bailey does not give her what she wants, which is a steel cage match next Monday in Orlando, Florida. And Bailey relents and she agrees. And Becky says, I'll see you next Monday. Here in the segment, really good work from both ladies. The fans were ooing and aahing at some of the zingers from Bailey, especially. It needed some sauce, which was lacking a couple of weeks ago. And they were trading bars and the crowd did not care. This was much better. And this match, hopefully next Monday, will blow this feud off officially. I do wonder the roles Becky and Baylor will play at WrestleMania because there is going to be a women's elimination chamber match in a few weeks involving the final four of the Warrior Rumble, not named Rhea Ripley, who's already punched her ticket to WrestleMania, involving Asuka, Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez, and Nikki Cross. There'll be a fifth spot determined next week involving Mishin, Candice LeRae, Piper Nevin, formerly known as Zootrop, thank God for that, and the returning Carmella, who did appear last night on Monday Night Raw. Love the brunette hair once again. Looks very good, very happy that she's back doing what she loves on Monday nights and we will have the sixth spot determined very soon as well to fill out the field and the winner of this match will face Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania in LA which should be quite the matchup heading into the biggest show of the year and now we got the promo business out of the way I want to focus on some matches especially the men's Elimination Chamber match. And this year's prize is for Austin Theory's U.S. Championship. We had Seth Rollins versus Chad Gable. Very good physical matchup. The technique from both men was on point. Chad Gable is a Chaos Theory suplex off top, followed by a cannonball on the outside. Then he works the ankle and knee of Seth Rollins, locks in an ankle lock at one point as well. Seth is going to fight out of a Chaos Theory again and land a Falcon Arrow for two. He delivers a Boca bomb to Chad Gable in the corner as well. But Chad Gable is going to fight back with the cliffhanger DDT. And we have some great counter wrestling by both men until Seth follows through with a pedigree on Chad Gable for the win. Even though he favored that knee throughout. Very solid victory for Seth as he qualifies. For the Elimination Chamber match, we will face Austin Theory and four other guys for the U.S. Championship. That should be very good as we still have some tension hinted at between Rollins and Logan Paul heading into a presumed match at WrestleMania, which would be pretty badass in terms of, holy shit, these guys can work at a very high level. I'm going to manifest that into reality because that match could cook in L.A. in due time. Another Elimination Chamber qualifying match involved Baron Corbin versus Johnny Gargano. And this match was all right. Johnny had to do a lot of selling early on against Corbin, but he landed a slingshot spear through the ropes on Corbin for a no fall, but eight, a deep six by Corbin as Corbin was in firm control of things. We had Dexter Loomis at ringside. And when things got a little hairy for his guy, we had Dexter Loomis present an axe to JBL and he was scared shitless as Dexter Loomis basically cut up JBL's hat with that axe and that allowed Johnny Gagano to roll up 
Baron Corbin for the win to qualify for the Elimination Chamber match, vying for a shot at the U.S. Championship. And I can imagine the magic Rollins and Gargano is going to produce when the time calls for it as well. Then we have Bronson Reed versus Dolph Ziggler in another qualifying match for Elimination Chamber. And Ziggler has some hope spots against Bronson Reed, landed a DDT and a zigzag on the big man. But Bronson Reed was too much. He overwhelmed Ziggler down the stretch, went up top and hit that tsunami splash on Ziggler for the win to qualify for the Elimination Chamber match for a shot at Austin Theory's U.S. Champ. The field is stacked. It'll be well-rounded next week when Angelo Dawkins faces off against Damian Priest from Judgment Day and Montez Ford goes up against Elias. And if you can imagine both profits in the Elimination Chamber match and possibly going against each other first time ever vying for a shot at the U.S. title, that would be a moment. This match could be an early match of the year contender when it's all said and done because the talent in this particular matchup is pretty damn deep which is giving me match of the year candidate vibes already and it hasn't even taken place yet but we'll see how it all shakes out in a few weeks time in montreal quebec canada i want to shout out eo sky and canis Ray for having a good match in front of a crowd that cared i will say the beginning was a little bit overly choreographed for me going spot for spot it was a bit much but they came through down the stretch eo sky actually saved the tope spot as she changed directions and was able to lay out canis on the outside canis is a dive on her own on eo sky as well and this was a really fun match down the stretch we saw Larray land a mr drop kick sky hits a back breaker and Larray lands a german suplex off the bottom rope Larray follows things up with the poison rana for a near fall sky goes up top for a moonsault but canis gives her He's up, lock the move, has Eosky beat with the roll-up until Dakota Kai tries to get in the ring to distract the referee. And we have Mishin trying to break things up. But once again, when Candice LeRae has the match won, Bailey gets on the apron. And in doing so, that allows Eosky to roll up Candice LeRae for the win. And her shocked expression of barely surviving this match was pretty damn good. I do get the feeling there's going to be Michin and Candice LeRae versus Damage Controls, Eosky and Dakota Kai for the women's tag team titles very, very soon. And I hope it's a heated matchup. We got some hope last night via this matchup. The crowd did care. It was very refreshing to see as Candice can get over with good character work because in-ring is already there. Just needs some fan support in terms of emotional connection to really drive that point home even more same goes for Mia Yim as well and now it is time for our main event involving Finn Balor versus Cody Rhodes the American Nightmare and Cody is over and he looked really good in this match Finn Balor would test the surgically repaired peck of Cody throughout Cody would fight back with a disaster kick and a tope on the outside before sending Damian Priest over the barricade he sends Dom selling over the announce table as well but Finn Balor is relentless by going after the chest even more and this match really gets good as we go to a picture picture commercial break we come back and cody is going to deliver a delayed superplex to finn balor and his core strength is going to elevate finn even higher in the air and the fans are popping for cody's crazy strength as he goes for two on finn balor cody lands a cutter as well which is pretty damn cool balor counters crossroads into a sling blade and rose comes back with a super kick judgment day is going to surround Rhodes on the outside and edge comes to the rescue by going after judgment day he's going to beat a priest in the crowd spear dominic mysterio on the floor rear ripley is going to jump edge from behind 
behind, but then Beth Phoenix shows up to spear the shit out of Rhea Ripley. And these distractions lead to Finn Balor going for a shotgun dropkick. The coup de gras, but Cody is going to roll through and land not one, not two, but three crossroads on Finn Balor and cinches the pin for the win as Cody salutes Edge and Beth for a solid to end the show on a high note. Very exciting main event. This was overbooking done right to protect everybody, especially Cody, to get him over as a big time star once again. And he was definitely that last night and Edge and Beth play their roles very well. And I cannot wait to see Beth Phoenix versus Rhea Ripley very soon. It must happen prior to WrestleMania, the one bridge we need to get to before Rhea ultimately faces Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship because there is money in Beth versus Rhea. I'm waiting for that for a very long time. And I would love to see Edge versus Finn Balor once again with higher stakes heading into WrestleMania as well. So all in all, a really fun main event that got everybody over at the end of the day to wrap up a really solid Monday Night Raw. It was kind of talk heavy for me, but it was a nice follow up to the Warrior Rumble as we are on that road to WrestleMania 61 days and counting and the crowd last night in Tulsa was enthusiastic and that was very nice to see. More fans were there than the last time Monday Night Raw ran that building, which means WWE as a whole is hot and that is very good heading into the heart of WrestleMania season and that makes me very happy as a fan and as a podcaster because I feed off of energy I simply do I hate dry crowds this crowd gave me life even though Monday Night Raw can be a drag at three hours but I got through it just fine we'll see how the numbers shake out later today as we are on that road to WrestleMania officially and on that note this wraps up episode number 157 of the Raw Verdict recapping the highs and lows from WWE's flagship show Monday Night Raw I hope you enjoyed it as always you can follow me on social media at LaderSNX on Twitter they can find me tweeting about these podcast shows the drop on the semi daily recapping Monday Night Raw NXT AW Dynamite Friday Night Smack down on Fox and AEW Rampage on TNT alongside the Sweden Sessions dropping every Monday morning right here on WST as well. You know what to do. Search Receptopia and follow me on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, Google Podcasts, Buzzsprout, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Plus Amazon Alexa and Spotify. I'll be back tomorrow morning with episode number 102 of the NXT Nightcap, recapping the highs and lows from WWE's developmental brand. Until then, enjoy your Tuesday. Stay safe out there and don't forget to wash those hands. See you later, boys and girls. Take care. 